0: Hi guys, we are back once again for another one of our sessions with the Your Health is Lit team. I'm Sharla, aka the PDMP.
1: I'm Donna Williams, aka the Public Health Queen. And we are
0: so excited for tonight. This session is going to give me so much life. Um, we have Kindness. Um, she is coming on to talk to us about key aden um, this y'all, this is about to be everything. So just let's just jump right into it. So, um, maybe what three or four years ago, I got out of nursing school, and I was like, I'm gonna be a NICU nurse. And so, um, I did. I went to orientation, all of that, and I met of because her son was my first NICU love of my life. Um, I was his primary nurse for, um a while and then he got popular and famous and then you know (laughs) he became mickey famous was (laughs) on the news and all kinds of other stuff and um man he was just such a joy um to be around and so i'm so excited to have kindness here to share key Aiden's story with us and just to talk about um prematurity a lot of people don't know that prematurity is something that really is plaguing our community Um, One in every six black infants are premature. Um, And there's a lot of different reasons about that. And we can't wait until um, later on this month. We'll have Dr. Brittany Blue to come on and talk about, um, you know, prematurity in our community and, you know, all of the ins and outs of that. But this is something that's happening in one in every six black babies. They're born early. Um, So prematurity happens. If you're born before 37 weeks, you're considered um, premature. If you are born um, before 32 weeks, you're considered very premature. Um, and Keaden was considered um, very premature. So I'm going to let kindness hop in and um, tell her story.
2: <laughs> First of all, I'm nervous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> We're just talking, girl.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna summarize this the best I know how because we all know it's a long story. <laughs> it is. But it's worth it though. It's
0: a worth it. It
2: is. Time. Cause Keaden was worth it. He still is. Yes, girl, he is
0: so worth it.
2: So oh my gosh. Is, oh my god, what where, where do I start? I had Kiaden when he He was 27 weeks, and the reason that I had him so early was because his heart rate started dropping, but before all of this, I was already having complications and had to be hospitalized, so I was monitored 24-7, and he was born at mercy, of course, and all his mercy nurses loved him, (laughs) and they didn't want to let him go. But we all thought that the best decision would be to move Kieden to children's. And that's where I met Sharla, like she said. <laughs> and she she had it going on. She really, like, I didn't know that Kieden was her first. Had she told me that, I would have been like, um, excuse me.
1: <laughs> what?
2: I, I, else. I, I, I Yeah, man. But, but you wouldn't even know that she didn't, like, You wouldn't even know Kieden was her first because she really did, like, put off that she was a pro, but Kieden and me ended up loving her with our whole hearts, and we still do, Yes. but like she said, Kiaden, he was traked, and he was 27 weeks. He was born at 11.5 ounces, and he was the first preemie I had ever met in real life, well until I found out that there was other
1: preemies. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And I was so scared. I was scared to touch him. I was scared to do stuff with him. I couldn't hold him for the first month of his life. And all of that was really hard. And on top of that, I was trying to be great and go to school and take care of a preemie Mm -hmm. (laughs) and work but Kieden really changed my life like she said to know him is to love him because his smile literally stole everybody's heart. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like dude how many moms do you have because <laughs> <laughs> everybody people like wouldn't even be working with him that day but would come and see him just because he would lighten up you know he would lighten up your day and when he first got the children he was acting oh
1: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he was acting up. Ooh. Let's
0: talk about that for a second. So <laughs> he Well, he was 9 months when he came to us. Um he was really sick. Um he had like bronchial pulmonary dysplasia and all kinds of stuff which led to him being treated. Was he he was in he was tricked when he came to us? Yeah, he was already traked. Yeah, and I'm not sure how long he had had it, but he was such a grown man. And I say that with so much love. When I tell you, like, you know, people are like, oh, blood, sweat, tears. Like, that was us. His tears, my sweat. <laughs> we literally spent hours, you know, just trying to get him stable. Um, and it was, it was rough. Like, it was rough on both sides. And, you know, one thing that I really appreciated from kindness was, like, she did, she worked and she went to school, so she would call me, and as long as it was me on the other end, like, she would stay. Like, I was like, girl, I'd be like, girl, go home. He's fine. Like, we got this under control tonight. Please go home and get some rest. Come and see him in the morning. And because I was on the other end, she'd be like, all right, (laughs) all right, I'm going to go home and get some sleep. But those first couple, I don't know, maybe like the first, like, month or two, he was a savage. Like, he, we were on, like all, like, all kinds of drips and, you know, just trying to stabilize him. I just remember it being such, like, a critical point because he was new to us. He was already nine months old. Nine months old in the NICU is like, you're grown. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, know, like, you know, people were, like, afraid. Like, people were, like, afraid of him because... We didn't know him from 27 weeks. It's different when you know him from 27 weeks until. But he came to us nine months. And we're like, he's big. And I was like, well, you know, like, I took care of track patients upstairs. So I can do this. We're going to, like, we're going to do this. <laughs> Man. But as he got bigger and more stable, people, like, his, even though he was sick, and that's what I always tell people about me working in the NICU, there were so many miracles that we got to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like they did not have, like the prognosis for him initially wasn't really good. Um, And for him to live the life that he did, to me was just like, it was just amazing. And to know that I played a part in that before he was popular and he made the news and he was in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and before he had girlfriends on all units of the hospital, that was my (laughs) baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that was my baby i absolutely loved him um what things would you say that you learned or things that like were most difficult for you during your nikki's day
2: i think the most difficult thing like was the first time that i ever saw Keaden d set and i was like my heart, Jesus, like I swear, I swear, I almost fainted. I was like, "No, this is not happening right now."
0: So, for people who don't know, so in the NICU we have monitors, and they monitor your heart rate, your oxygen oxygen saturation. So when she talks about desatting, um, a lot of premature babies, they do this thing. Well, it's called apnea prematurity, um, and then with Keaton also having lung disease, his oxygen saturations would dip. And we're not talking like a little bit. We're talking like, he kind of changed colors a little bit. And then we have to bag him, <laughs> Like we're like bagging him back up and like trying to give him the turn brown again because he was getting kind of gray. <laughs> um, and it is kind of like this game, not really a game, but you're chasing, you know, you're chasing their their stats and making sure their heart rate is stable and all of that. Um, that is scary. Did that, was that was that over at Mercy, or was the first time you saw him do that really bad? No,
2: that was at Mercy, and then he started doing it more when we came to Children's. But I think that was because of the change of an environment. And I remember calling one of his nurses at Mercy, like, crying. I called Shelly, and she came running. <laughs> and I'm like, Kaden keeps doing this, and I don't know
1: what to do. And I keep crying, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> up there
2: but no that was hard and then trying to juggle everything because like I mean T.A. in St. Louis and I work in North County and go to school in Godfrey and I live in Belleville so like learning to actually juggle all of that and like drive around and try to get everywhere I think, like, one time I actually, like, fell, I'm not, I, I don't think I actually know that I fell asleep behind the wheel and crashed, but I'm still here, <laughs> <laughs> but that was the hardest thing, and I had to, like, I had to teach myself that, okay, you can only take so much because at the end of the day, you're still human.
0: Yeah. I remember I used to tell you to go home and go to bed. She's like, <laughs> okay, I just worked a 16-hour shift, Michelle, I'm on my way up there, and I'm like, no, you're not, No. You're not. He's asleep. You need to be asleep. Everybody needs to get some sleep. We'll see you tomorrow. You can come. And so you would come like early, right before change of shift, so we can kind of talk and hand off. But she used to, Donna, she used to try it. Like, she's like talk. you were a warrior. Yeah, I know. She was, she was, <laughs> I'm like, didn't you have class? And like, you worked, you did this, and like, you need to go home and go to bed. Like, I get paid to be up all night, so you don't have to. And I think you know that's hard for you know some moms. I I used to I used to encourage a lot of my moms to go home and go to sleep because you're you're already stressed because your your baby's in the NICU, and you trying to juggle everything, and you're like you're exhausted. So you're not going to be functioning right, and it just it it that exhaustion, it turns into like like some people are like oh my gosh that mom's crazy. I'm like no, if you talk to her, she didn't slept in three days. She's a five-year-old at home and she, not that you have a five-year-old, but, you know, like she's a five-year-old at home and she misses her other baby and she feels like a bad mom if she leaves this baby up here. Um, And when you, you know, I would always just reassure my moms, like, it is okay for you to go home and go to sleep. Please, please, kindness, go home and go to bed. (laughs) Do not come up here.
2: No, but Keaton stuck around to watch me graduate. Yeah. Like, I remember running up to the hospital the day of my graduation. And they're like, aren't you, what are you doing here? I remember it was, I think, Dr. Lin, and he was like, you look like you're thinking about not going to your own graduation because Keaton had came back from Rankin-Jordan and went up to Children's, pick you again. I'm like, why would you do this this week?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, Rankin-Jordan is a step-down hospital um, in St. Louis, so for kids that have medical needs, tricks and vents, it's kind of a, um, you know, once they're, they don't need to be in the hospital anymore, it's kind of a place for them to go, and then we try to transition them into going home, and so Keaton started doing this thing where he'd, like, go to Rankin, and then he'd come back, and he'd go to the PICU, um, and just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, forth, you would do this, Um, and I, I remember seeing the picture of you, it's like the, it is the best picture, it's goals, we're gonna have to post it in the group, because that picture of you, your graduation day, with your baby, and all your graduation stuff, I was like, this this is everything, like, it was everything for me, just knowing, like, you know, taking care of him and seeing you go to school and doing all of that, and so for you to, um, be able to celebrate that with him, and I, because I know how hard you were working, and you would call me, just exhausted, just exhausted, so what, you know, so what, I'll let you finish telling the story, and then we'll, we'll ask more questions, so. In the NICU. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so eventually, Kaden got too big for the NICU. He aged out.
1: <laughs> like,
0: Lex we talk about him aging out and how mad and upset all of the NICU. Like, we, Donna, we were. Upset. It
1: seems like he was a star.
0: Yes, because by that time. <laughs> Even people who had never even taken care of him personally. Kieden had his birthday party in the NICU. <laughs> this man had a, a tear cake. And we, like, we we have these two little, like, transition rooms. We, like, shut the transition rooms down. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and, like, could have he had so many aunties. Like, it was ridiculous. I remember walking into the – um the break room is like Keaden's birthday party, like people brought stuff, he had yeah. clothes and gifts and just, he was so loved. So when, and we made the choice because after, so once patients are two, um, they're no longer considered like neonates and Keaden was getting so big that we could not properly take care of him. So Keaden would kind of do this thing that he would do. <laughs> Um where because he is he was two um one and like one going on twenty five like when he was one and two, he had a trach so sometimes he would throw a temper tantrum and he would clamp down his airway and he would desat and we 'd have to bag him <laughs> we would have to bag him um and it kept happening so frequently that we just thought it would be safer for him to be. Where the big people go To be where the big people go um, To make sure that he's getting You know the best care So but those I mean even in those Moments he was just He was silly He was silly I loved. Oh man he was yeah he was super loved The birthday party it was like there's The birthday party was legit It was legit His Favorite movie was kind of-
1: Madagascar. Oh, Girl, every
0: night before we went to bed, we had to move it, move it. I mean, <laughs> had to move it to sleep. <laughs> before I your mind. mom, how many times can we watch this movie? <laughs> move it, move it. If you don't move it to sleep, cheating
1: it? because it's eleven o'clock,
0: and you don't like to get up and get your hands on done in the morning, and then you get saucy. And then we have to turn it Turns into a fiasco. <laughs> it's a I, good job. I remember they had to
2: have it on in the ambulance, like, for him. Like, I still, they bought him a portable DVD player, and I still have it, just so that they could play Madagascar for him, portably. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. Okay, so... I'm going to let you finish your story. I know I keep interrupting, but I like. Oh, no, you're okay. <laughs> I love talking about, like, he was, like- <laughs> gosh, y'all, like, that man. That man. He was a man. That man. I used to tell him, like, you don't pay any bills. You need to go to sleep. before why we get a job so you can start feeding some of these babies.
2: <laughs> you would swear he did. And yeah. he felt like he ran everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which he kind of did sometimes sometimes he did i'll give that to him because he definitely ran me <laughs> but no okay so the move from the NICU to the PICU, which i'm like oh my god we gotta get to know all new people that's literally my thought every time we had to go somewhere else like from mercy to children's from children's to rank in and then to pick you and all of that i'm like oh my gosh we're consistently getting to know people but like over time like it got better because like i would meet new people and i'm like oh my gosh i'm really glad that i met you and like trusting new people to take care of Kieden and all that that was hard sometimes because you know you meet a stranger and you're just like uh I don't know. I know this is your profession and all. Uh, and like sometimes I really like did have to tell, you know, some nurses or like some of the people that take care of him, like, no, da 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 da. You have to do this this way. And then some people wouldn't listen to me and they would learn it the hard way because Kiaden would show them.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really big, you know, that, you know, especially in our community, I feel like there's it's kind of a finesse, right? Like I used to always tell people all the time I used to joke, I'm like, Kiaden's mom, her name's kindness, and she's actually really kind.
1: Like <laughs> she's so nice.
0: She's so nice because the spectrum that I see, especially in our community, because we get so frustrated for because of the lack of education, you know, about what's going on, that we're either like parents can be either very like they don't not that they don't care, but they are afraid to advocate for their baby or the way that they advocate isn't very well received because you can't come to the care team cussing and fussing that's not that's going to get you kicked out of the (laughs) hospital that's not going to work and so you know one thing I can say about kindness is like even when we would have rounds or all of that when she would step up to advocate, she, she would ask questions, but then she'd say, you know, well, what about X, Y, and Z? And she was always very composed and never, you know, like off the chain, like always like, but never to the, like, but never was there to get pushed over either. Um, And I think that finding that balancing act of like, you know, all of us working together to take care of Ki Aiden, um, because even when he went to seven East, um, his, his stalker nurse girlfriend, I used to work on the respiratory floor and I called them and I was like, my baby is coming out over there today. And I need you guys to do this and play Madagascar for him. And I need you like, So it, it, it was, it is hard because even me being a nurse, knowing those nurses on seventies, like I know that they know what they're doing. Like I used to work with them. I absolutely love them. Um but like not doing it yourself. Like I'm like, okay, well he likes this and he needs to be in bed by nine o'clock and <laughs> and um because it's five and he gets really crabby in the morning and he doesn't want <laughs> and he doesn't want to do his hands on. So it it is rough. It's rough on both sides, you being his mom and even, you know, us relinquishing that. Like Nick, you nurses are possessive. So us, like, sending him to the PICU, it was a thing. It was a thing on our unit. We were, like, a lot of people were not happy. It was a thing. It was definitely a thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Thinking
2: about all this stuff right now is, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, we really went through all of this. <laughs> But, okay, so to go on with Keaton's story. So he was going back and forth between Rankin Jordan and the You at Children's, and he was actually getting better. So we thought. The week that he passed away, I was working that weekend, and I actually had two shifts. And I was calling off, like, literally probably like an hour before because Kiaden wasn't doing that well. But they were supposed to do a bronchoscopy that Monday. And um, my supervisor actually wouldn't let me off. It wasn't my regular supervisor. It was another supervisor. And I'm like, my child's sick, you know. And it's crazy that people will do stuff like that because you never – You never think that they would. And I'm like, no, my baby's sick. I can't come. I don't call off work usually, so I shouldn't have a hard time. I don't call off work. But I didn't go for my evening shift, and I went to the overnight. By the time I got off my overnight, I picked up my sister, and we went out to see Kayden. But before we could even get up there, they were calling me and saying that, you know, they were bagging him and trying to do everything that they could. And he was still de and he wasn't coming back up. And I remember getting up there and everybody was just around his room. And it had never been like that before. Like, you know, usually people gather around Keaton's room when he had these episodes, but it was never like that. Like the hallways were blocked off and I'm like trying to get in there because i'm I'm trying to see what's going on, and I just see them, and I see them like trying, and he's he's not he's not responding to what they're doing. I just didn't understand what had happened because when I had left the day before, he seemed like he you know he was gonna be okay, and then Monday we would see what was going on, so me being me, I'm trying to pray. <laughs> I'm like, God, you know, you bring the debt back to life, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just like, come on. Like, I'm like, you can't take him like this because I just knew that that's not, I was like, this happens, this is creating, this is not what's going on right now. You know, Mm -hmm. and when they stopped and they were just like, you know, we can't do anything else.
0: Now, we agreed that we were not going to I
1: know. She's going to make we me I cry. Know. We were not going she's to do <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay. Oh my God. Like, you start telling the I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, we agreed. So, look, you guys. I'm follow me and
0: Kindness, we were talking. And I said, and she said, she, Kindness was telling me. She was like, Charlotte, do not cry. And I said, I'm going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but no it was like literally the most unbelievable moment in my life like that there's been a lot of things that have happened but I never thought that would yeah especially thinking that he was gonna come home that was the most painful thing
1: because I thought he was gonna come home Dang it, Charlotte.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't need to get it together. (sighs) Okay. It's okay. You need to take a break? (laughs) No, I'm good. Okay. So, he passed away at two and a half, and he was going to be three in November 2016, and he passed away June 12th. And... Yeah, life hasn't been the same since then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was Kaden. Now, I like, sometimes I'm, like, I'm, like, really sad. But then, like, sometimes I can't help but look at his pictures. And I'm, like, look how happy you are and all the stuff that you were going through. And you still smiled anyways. And here I am, like, mad at some of the littlest things mm-hmm. some days. Like, thinking about Kaden helps me.
0: A lot of days Yeah He was so loved I think that when we talk about Um Now I'm gonna cry So (laughs) when When we talk about You know Especially me being a nurse Like Those patients that you Like you never ever forget I remember getting the phone call That he had passed away, and I had just moved from St. Louis to Tampa, and I was a wreck. I was like absolutely not like like I was like, no 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 because she just posted a picture of him in his crib and he had his arms up and he was like he was chilling like i was I had just looked at the page and he like he's in the picky but he's he's chilling <laughs> like absolutely not and it just it, he's, he was just so loved, like, it just, and to know him was to love him, he was so silly, and just so, like, his, his smile was everything, um, yeah, girl, <laughs> yeah,
2: oh my gosh, yeah, for the record, those weren't tears, I got, like, specks of dust in my <laughs> eyes, <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah no man we um so I know Donna has some questions for you so we're just gonna let her
1: okay so first of all kindness I just want to say thank you for sharing your story it was very great and it takes a lot of strength to come on and tell your story and what you went through um so what advice would you give for other NICU moms who went through the same thing that you went through or are going through those things right now
2: I would say, you know, just try to be there for your baby, because like being in the NICU and the PICU for so long, I saw some kids that were never really visited. And I feel like that not having that love from a mom kind of takes away from them. And then also you don't always have to be strong. It's okay to cry and ask other people for help (laughs) because that's what other people are there for. Mm -hmm. Oh, and don't give up. Do not give up.
1: Definitely think don't give up at all. Um, So what support resources did you find most helpful? Were there any organizations that you reached out to for support Um, for NICU moms or anything on the internet?
2: I know... um, on the internet, there was, um, I think it's called Hand to Hold. And I would talk to someone basically that had experienced the same thing from time to time. And then actually being in the NICU, like there was March of the Dimes, Ronald McDonald House. Like there are days that I'm telling you, I, I didn't eat for days in a row. And I just go up to the Ronald McDonald House and eat a couple of snacks or maybe put some noodles that, you know, they had there. I wouldn't have to leave <laughs> and then go back to his room. <laughs> I walked around in my pajamas like it was my house because at that point I just didn't care anymore. But yeah, definitely March of the Dimes, they had like lunches and stuff like that from time to time and dinners and they like, just did stuff for Nikki parents here and there.
1: Okay. So now that we've heard about Aiden and this star, what would you like Keaton' legacy to be? (sighs) That's so hard.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I want his legacy to just be like, you know, I guess just how happy he was and for other people just to be that happy at the simplest things, like a movie. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> just the movie but yeah just for people to be happy and realize that life is short and you're not you're not always promised tomorrow
0: that's what I to remember I'm so I'm so glad that we did this um, not just because the kid was like I used to tell Kindness, like, I was Kaden's dad.
1: Like, I miss <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm I'm Kaden's dad and you're his mom.
0: I don't know what's
1: up. And I was, you
0: remember when I would see you in the hallway um, when you guys moved up to 7? Like, I would see you in the hallway, and I was like, you tell Kaden, don't forget who left the car.
1: <laughs> because he's famous now, <laughs> he's now <for> his autograph <laughs> and
2: everybody was trying to take him from you
0: <laughs> this is my baby Thank you. <laughs> um, after um Keaton passed away kindness and i had we talked on the phone for hours hours I was like we were like I felt like we talked on the phone for hours and I remember us talking about um you know he his legacy and what he meant and even though he was only on the earth for two and a half years like how many lives he touched and how like crazy like I'm like people from everywhere love this boy like that's my baby. Every time I see Madagascar, I'm like, Alex. What you <laughs> um, so, you know, we had talked about doing something like this. And so I just want to tell you how proud I am of you and how much I love you and Keaden. And I'm just so glad that, you know, like God worked his way for us to go from there to here. Um, and we just really appreciate you like coming on and sharing your story and we hope that it like touches the lives of you know everybody who watches do you have anything to say before we go
2: I don't know. I like to move it, move it. I don't know. That one was for him. It was for
0: him. I felt it in my spirit. Thank you so, so much. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, kindness. I really do really appreciate it. You're welcome. And it was nice.